the Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. About time for baseball, our national anthem here this afternoon from Eddie Ray Arnold as we get set for the Blue Raiders and Western Kentucky. Blue Raiders took the game on Friday night by a final of 12 to 8. Lost 8 to 4 yesterday despite out hitting Western Kentucky 12 to 6. So the big difference were 8 walks and 3 hit by pitch for Blue Raider pitching. So like to have that one tweak a little bit differently here today. Blue Raiders have the right-hander, Ollie Akins on the hill, and he will make his second start. Last time we saw him was uh, Tuesday night. Ollie Akins, um, let me find the number. There we go, he's making his third appearance, second start. He's thrown six total innings, given up two runs, both earned on six hits, one walk, seven strikeouts. He's got a 3.00 ERA with no record. So Akins comes in. He's from Sweetwater, Tennessee, went to McMinn County High School. And a very promising freshman right-hander for Middle Tennessee. And he'll face Ty Crittenberger. Aiden Gilroy drew record here in the top of the first. As we mentioned, 30 degrees at game time. Got a breeze, breeze, a wind of 10 miles an hour coming from the north, which basically is almost from center field in towards home plate. And having been outside a little bit, I'm, I'm so thankful that we have a fabulous uh, broadcast facility here uh, at home. Uh, you wouldn't want to be at Western Kentucky broadcasting today because their press box is open to the elements. Yeah, and then, of course, Chip Walters is going to do the tech game on Tuesday night, and I he'll be broadcasting <laughs> outside, and hopefully the I know weather will warm up. I know he's excited as I'll get out about that one. I was so disappointed when I offered to go with him, and he said, no, you don't have to. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that I have a conflict and uh, that goes well into the late afternoon and won't let me go up there this year. I've made that trip. I've made that trip and we've finished in snow. That's not unusual on the up on the plateau. Well, we are set to go. The Blue Raiders in the field and Ty Crittenberger is stepping up for Western Kentucky. He's their center fielder and their leadoff hitter. Holly Akins is ready to go, and his first pitch goes down and outside for ball one. Official and start time? 104. 104. Crittenberger bats from the right side. Swing and a miss. Western coming in, a 321 a team batting average. It's dropped nine points in this series. As they've not gotten a lot of hits, but they have scored 12 runs. Crittenberger takes and a strike called, one and two. Well, part of that problem uh, is that we've issued 16 walks 
in two ball games. Here's a high fly ball into right center field. The wind will blow it in, and coming in all the way to make the catch is Eston Snyder. Over backing up on the play was the right fielder, Gino Avros. So fly ball to center is the way we start out here this afternoon. Well, we saw some strange fly ball yesterday and some strange routes to baseballs because of that. I think uh, it's uh, it's probably going to happen again today. Yeah, we did. We just saw a little bit of a jogging approach from Snyder, and that's because the ball was moving on him. The batter is Gilroy. He's in at second base in this game. We'd seen him at third in the first two games, and he has three hits and eight at bats. A couple of runs batted in. Over the two games, the two RBIs came on Friday night. Had a one-for-five game yesterday. Bats from the left side, a foul ball, and now a pitch high and outside. They've got uh, J.T. Mabry uh, setting up out in uh, very shallow right field. What is he, about six feet into the grass? Yeah. Gilroy, a swing and a miss, and strike two. Leadoff hitter has been retired on a fly ball to center field. And it's Gilroy at the plate with Drew Record on deck. Ollie Akins works and is outside. Tried to throw a, a breaking ball that didn't break. And the count goes to three and two. Full count on this batter with one out, a three two pitch. Fouled away and still three and two. That breaking ball that didn't break, that's all about feel that uh, you touch on the baseball and when it's 30 degrees. Now the baseball's cold, your hand's not as warm as you'd yeah. like it to be. Not a, a good combination. Another foul ball out of play. Something I'm just thinking about, two foul balls with two strikes. Western has fought off a lot of good two-strike pitches Boy, they in sure these two have. games. I, they I, sure have. A lot of good at-bats. Seems like they rarely have a swing and a miss for strike three. Not that they haven't, but just not as often. And there's another one. So three straight, three two pitches have been fouled. It's not that you're really intentionally fouling a pitch, but some are some pitches are better to hit than others. Full count again, and boy, he ball four. Missed. Yeah. So a uh, one-out walk, and the batter is the shortstop, Drew Record. Well, you really have to give uh, Gilroy a lot of credit for putting in a really good at-bat. He saw nine pitches in that at-bat. He's on at first with a one-out walk. We're just underway here this afternoon. Temperature 30 degrees at game time. Record is swinging a foul, and it's out of play. Looking out at uh, the Blue Raiders, most of them are wearing. What do you call it when you? It's a it, neck covering that comes up over your mouth and. Nose. Here's a ball driven into left center field, and it is caught on the run by Eston Snyder. Runner at first has to hustle back in and barely 
gets in ahead of the throw from Snyder. That was a really good play. Well, he was I was focusing on Jackson Galloway, and I thought, oh, not going to quite get there, and that's because he was letting up to get Snyder again. That's right. He, uh, Snyder came all the way over into straightaway left center field. He was definitely lined up with the 365 sign out in the power alley. And a pickoff throw to first. Good play by Snyder. So he's had a put out in for two of the outs in this inning, or the two outs in this inning. Want to get the third here. It's Tristan Garcia. Ground ball in the center field for a base hit. Boy, he smacked that one right back up the middle. So it puts a runner at first, a runner at second with two outs, and keeps the inning going for Kirk Liebert. Liebert is the left fielder for the Hilltypers. And he's hitting 361. Western is a team hitting 321. The Blue Raiders is a team hitting 306. Those are two outstanding batting averages this far into the season. Here's a bunt. Akins comes off the mound, a throw to first, and out at first base as the base runner Liebert tripped over, over the bag. bag. <laughs> One three on the out and no runs on a hit and two left for Western Kentucky in the top of the first. So we played a half of an inning this afternoon. It's Western nothing. The Blue Raiders come in the bat. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb & Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Western gets a couple of base runners, but doesn't score in the top of the first inning. And the Blue Raiders getting set to face Devin Turbrack. Devin Turbrack making his making his fifth outing. All starts. He has thrown uh, 23 innings, given up eight runs, six of them earned on 16 hits, four walks, 29 strikeouts. He's got a 2.35 ERA, two and run record. He's thrown one complete game. Opponents hitting 190. I guess when you throw a no hitter, that'll uh, that'll throw a crimp into the yeah, opponent's batting throws, average. Throws an 0 for 28 or something like that in there. J.T. Mabry batting, swinging a foul out of play, strike one. J.T. a base hit yesterday. Turbrick, complete game last week. His previous uh, three starts went five innings, four innings, and five innings. So 
be interesting to see what happens today. We know what happened. Our guy coming off a one-hitter. Ball and a strike with Mabry, and the pitch is high and outside. And, and I finally figured out that the balls and strikes aren't working, are they? Because uh, it, it, <laughs> it's been all zeros. Yeah. I think and the hit, in fact, I don't think the scoreboard is working. Here's a hot smash foul at third because it's not. Uh, it's, it's showing all zeros and nothing in the top of the first. It's uh, kind of interesting. Uh, the uh, it's showing the uh, radar machine two different places with two different timings. Maybe they've got that worked out. J.T. Mabry takes up and in a three-ball, two-strike count. Our home plate umpire is Augustus Griffin and, and Griffin, and our thanks to him because he's picked out that the balls and strikes aren't well. Now it looks like maybe they are. They're trying. But he was showing us what the count was. J.T. takes in a strike on the inside corner is strike three. Well, I, I got some help. I found out between innings that what I was trying to describe is called a gator. And all of the Blue Raiders are wearing, except for the pitcher, are wearing gators that covering, the, so that helps. Here's a base hit off the bat of Brett Coker on the first pitch he sees into center field. So Coker is aboard. And a one-out single will bring up the designated hitter, Jeremiah Boyd. Well, those are pretty versatile because you can use them almost, well, like hoods. You can have them up on your neck. You can put them as a, uh, cover your face a little bit. And that breeze, uh, I call it a breeze, and I'm, I'm being <laughs> facetious when I say that. Uh, when you've got a 10-mile-an-hour wind and it's chilly temperatures regardless, and especially when they're 30 degrees, it, yeah, the it wind, cut, cuts, cuts through you. Wind chill when we started was 21. Coker at first base after the base hit. Boyd takes and gets a strike on the outside corner. You know, we, 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 there's a little bit of sky every once in a while, uh, mostly cloudy. The lights are on here, though, at Reese Smith Field. Rubber game of this series, opening Conference USA play, and ball one up and into Jeremiah Boyd. Two for seven with a run batted in in the series. Brett Coker, a one-out single. He's the Blue Raider base runner at first base and gets a throw. Turbrek, a senior. He's from Perryville, Missouri. Or Missouri. Or Misery. <laughs> Pitch inside, and it's... Well, let's see. When I... Uh, I'm I lived in Mexico, Missouri. And, I know where that is. And taught at Missouri Military Academy that year, many, year, 50 years ago. That area has grown hugely since then. It's actually, all, it, it's Mexico, Missouri is, is now the outer reaches of the, the suburb, essentially the suburbs of St. Louis and St. Louis County. Up in Aldrain County. Foul ball two and two with Jeremiah. Herbrecka 
delivery that's fouled back and keeps it at two and two. Jeremiah comes into this game at 344. Part of a three-way tie for home runs on the team with D.J. Wright and Gabe Jennings. They all have four. And he fouls this one back. Well, we were giving Gilroy credit for fouling off two strike pitches. Jeremiah has just fouled off a couple of them. With one out, Brett Coker a single, and Jeremiah Boyd at the plate, a 2-2 count. Another throw to first. Coker a threat to steal a base. In fact, he leads the team in attempts. He's 9 out of 12 overall on the season. So yep. we do know that Turbrack is not going to throw another no-hitter today. That's Here's a bouncing ball into right field for a base hit. The right fielder, Ferris, playing very shallow, and so no chance for Coker to go past second base, but Red, Boyd has a single. Red Coker had to do a dance. That ball was coming right at him, and uh, you know if it hits him, he's out. Speaking of losing your no-hitter on the second batter after pitching one, remember years ago as a kid, this is going back to 1976, kid had Pitched a no-hitter and 12 scoreless innings. And you wondered when he was going to give up a run and a hit. And the next game, it was answered after the first pitch. He gave up a first pitch <laughs> home run yeah. to start the game. Things like that happen. Ball one to Briggs Rudder. Briggs four for eight in this series. Four runs batted in. One for three in an RBI last night. Hits a ground ball here to short. They're going to go to third and barely got the force play as when Meyer put his foot down first, he missed the base, but he got to it in time. And so it is a 6-5 fielder's choice. A little surprised they didn't go for yeah, two there. I, I, I was that, that the was, same thing. That, that ball was not over towards the hole. It was a couple of no, it, steps maybe to the right of the shortstop. That looked to me like a pretty routine 6-4-3 double play. So the force play, second out, moves Boyd to second, and Rudder puts Rudder at first, brings up D.J. Wright, who takes a strike. Uh, you're talking about that uh, the difficulty coming off a no-hitter and how, how long just makes it even more amazing that only once in Major League history has anybody thrown back-to-back no-hitters. And that was, what, 80 years ago now, 75 It was in the years? 30s, yeah. yeah so was, uh, yeah. Johnny Vandermeer. Yeah. Been so long, I was going to call him Johnny Vandermeer. So that was, that was actually before I was born. Well, so now that I think about it, it'd be more than 80 years. Wow, yeah. almost 90. A 1-1 pitch to D.J. Wright. He one didn't like the, it, but it was called strike two. One of his no-hitters was the very first night game at Crosley Field in Cincinnati. President Roosevelt turned on the lights that night. Uh, hard. <laughs> <laughs> a hard smash foul at third. It, it, as it was going over the base, it looked like it was pretty close, but it hadn't hit ground before that, and yeah. so went foul down the line and left. Yeah, if that stays fair, it's going to probably clear the bases. 
A one-two count and a pitch to right. Ground ball up the middle at second, a throw to first, and a nice play by Gilroy going up the middle and backhanding that ball. So each team a couple of first-inning base runs. Neither is able to play to anybody. No runs, two hits, and two left for middle here in the bottom of the first inning. We've played one, moved to the second with no score. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school and stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov rxawareness. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. On a cool, breezy afternoon. It's no score as we go to Cold, the breezy. Cool. Cool. You cool. Said, uh, I cool. would have said yeah. cold, windy. Oh, it is. <laughs> When you get out the winter coat, you know, and especially when it's March. So no score after an inning of play. Lucas Ferris has had a good series for Western Kentucky. He steps in and hits a big bouncer to Gabe Jennings at third. Feels it even with the bag. Throws to first and gets him. Throw kind of went into the runner. D.J. Wright a very good job of picking the ball out. Almost from Ferris' chin and avoiding a collision at first. Yeah, how so. many times have we talked uh, this season about uh, the great play of DG, DJ Wright at first base? How many errors has he saved his infielders? He's, he's has been, and of course, he, the fact that he was a third baseman <laughs> for a while gives him the, the hands on those short hops that, that helps a lot. I'm thinking Bryson Thomas, uh, that was a skill that he developed playing mm-hmm. first base over his, his many games there. A 1-1 pitch, swinging a foul at the plate. Ricardo Leonette is the hitter. He did not play Friday, but did yesterday. Went one for five and had two big runs batted in. He's the catcher for Western Kentucky, and he takes a little bit high. Ball two and strike two. Ollie Akins working for middle here this afternoon, his second start. And the right-hander is two and two with this batter and a 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss in the dirt. Rudder will have to throw to first to get him there, and so it's 2-3 on the strikeout. For Akins, that's his first strikeout. And with two outs, it'll bring up the first baseman, Ty Bodicic. Bodicic in Friday night's game 
had an 0 for 4 game, but a walk and a run scored. Showed bunt. Took the ball inside. He hits from the left side. And hitting 263, a couple of home runs, 14 runs batted in. A 1-0 pitch, fouled away, 1-1. One one. I tell you what, if we see a home run from a left-handed hitter today, you'll know that he had some exit velocity on Oh, that my baseball. goodness, yes. Pitches outside, 2-1, and one, and... I, I I could think I can almost safely say that if it's a home run to right field from a left-hand hitter, it's going to be a line drive home run. Yeah. Anything that gets up is going to get knocked down. Yeah, swing and a miss. Good breaking pitch from Akins. Evens the count at two and two. Ground out and a strikeout have retired the first two Hilltoppers in the top of the second. 2-2 two -two pitch. Down and in. Three balls and two strikes. Augustus Griffin, the umpire at the plate today. Tommy Timothy Rosso is at first, and Micah Holman is the other umpire in the bases. Swing and a foul back. By the time we get home on the 21st of April, though, against Rice, that wind will oh, change, yes. and it is going to fly to right field. I remember, you know, last few years coming to games in, in April and May and just, wow, I didn't do this when I was calling games back in March. Here's a pitch that oh. didn't miss by much. Well, you know, that Win looks like four. the one that uh, was ball four back in the first inning. It was close enough that uh, Third base for the two. you say, wow, that was, that was, that's a tough call. So a two-out walk. Here in the top of the second inning, brings up Matthew Meyer, batting for the first time. Meyer starting for the 11th time. This is his 12th game overall. Hitting at 242. Bats from the right side. Shows bunt and takes a pitch for a called strike. Meyer is a senior. He's from Westfield, Indiana. A two-out base runner for Western Kentucky in the top of the second inning. Throw to first. Blocked nicely by D.J. Wright. Kept that ball in front of him, even though it got into the dirt. Yeah, a lot of first basemen don't handle that throw. And all of a sudden, you've got a runner at third base. Yeah, you've got the short hop to deal with in, in that situation. One strike, ball hit to second base. J.T. Mabry, a flip to Brett Coker, and the side is retired. A 4-6 fielder's choice ends things for Western Kentucky in the top of the second inning. A walk, but nothing doing. One left on base, and in the middle of the second, still no score here this afternoon. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. 
Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Scoreless to the bottom of the second inning, and the Blue Raiders bat with Jackson Galloway gave Jennings and Gino Avros to face De- Devin Turbrack. The Jackson, a one for five game, or make that a two for five game yesterday. And three for 10 in the series with a run batted in. Takes the pitch and the ball. Terbrack, of course, threw a no hitter last week. His previous start the week before went five innings, but he gave up six runs, uh, six hits in that ball game. Here's a high fly ball down the line and left. It's going to be. Not quite caught by the third baseman, Meyer. That was one of those balls like we've <laughs> talked about where the wind just kept blowing it further and further away. And, and uh, the, he and was 100 feet from third base position when sure he got was. to that ball. And uh, it looked like it was going to be a simple one to handle. And then it, any day that you're not fighting that wind, it probably is simple. Yeah. So ball and a strike with Galloway. He bounces this one to deep short. Long throw from Record and out at first. So one up, one down here in the bottom of inning number two. With one out, Gabe Jennings stands in. Gabe has had three games in a row where he's had a total of eight hits on 14 at bats, driven in seven runs. Had a one for five RBI game yesterday. First pitch to him a strike, the next one on the way. Fouled away to the right side. Yeah, he's raised his average 100 points just this week. Yes. The two strike pitch to Jennings up and in, ball one and strike two. Last time we talked about a Blue Raider possibly being a player or pitcher of the week, it was Drew Hayden. Here, Jay, I'm sorry. Jaden Ham. Jaden Ham, I'm, I'm real close on that. Um, and we said that, uh, gosh, one hitter, the only thing that's gonna beat Beat you for pitcher of the week would be a no hitter, and that's what Sherbrock did. Yes, I still remember opening up the conference uh, email on that and going, "What? Oh, okay, no hitter." Gino Abros is the batter. Gino, a two for four game yesterday. 
Starting in right field again this afternoon. Uh, ball hit down the line in right, going into foul territory and caught on the run by Lucas Ferris. So the Blue Raiders are quickly out in order here in the bottom of the second. After two innings of play, there is no score. Western and Middle Tennessee. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. Listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. We go to the top of the third inning. Yeah, top of the third inning. The uh, all of the Hilltoppers have uh, seen Ollie Aikens start the second time through the lineup. Ty Crittenberger leads off. Bats from the right side, hit a fly ball to Snyder in center back in the first inning. Takes a strike here. Akins has walked two, given up a base hit, and he struck out one in you his know, two innings. Even with those two walks, though, he's been right on the plate. Both of those uh, walks were, wow, too close to take, I thought. Yeah. Here's a drive to center field, going back, Snyder still going back. That ball is over his head, off the base of the wall, and Crittenberger will cruise into second with a double. I didn't think a ball would go quite that far to center. He didn't get it up in the air that yeah, high so it could get knocked down, and so and, a double. Uh, it, uh, it was to the part of the center, of center field that would be uh, affected by the uh, batter's eye. That ball hit just to the right, well, depending on which way you're looking at it, of the 395 sign in center field. And so a leadoff double for Western in the third. And the batter is Aiden Gilroy. He drew a walk in the first inning, takes inside ball one. I think Eston Snyder was surprised at uh how far that baseball traveled. That was hit very, very hard by Crittenberger. It's his ninth double of the year. A bunt up the third baseline. Jennings has it, throws to first, and out at first base. Nice play, close play at first. But a sacrifice for Gilroy gets Crittenberger to third. 
5-3 on the out. They hit a lot of doubles. They do a lot of uh, bunts for sacrifices. Is that the umpire, sir? Did somebody question that call at first, maybe? Well. Anyway, they're back to uh, they're back to action. Here's Drew Record. Last time up, he had a line drive out to center field and takes strike one. A runner at third for Western. One out in the top of the third inning. Western trying to break through first here in today's game. First runner to get as far as third base for either team. Swing and a foul back and strike two is the call. Record is hitting 409. Leads this team and runs batted in with 18. Crittenberger a double, moved along with a bunt, is at third base for the Hilltoppers. Record also leads this team in doubles with 10. And he hits this one in the air on the infield. Coker coming in towards the grass, but not quite there. Will make the catch. That's a big out on the pop fly. Got a tough hitter in the process. And Tristan Garcia will bat. Last time up, Garcia hammered the first pitch he saw into center for a base hit. Garcia, the designated hitter, hits from the left side. A leadoff double, a runner at third with one out. Now there with two outs for Western Kentucky. A ground ball foul over to the Blue Raider dugout on the first base side. Well, the sun has popped through a little bit. Just barely. Enough that you can see shadows at the plate, though. One strike with this hitter. Holly Aikens working, and his one-strike pitch is high. Ball one. Garcia sees the Blue Raiders shading him to go the other way just a bit. A ball and a strike, and... Oh. They call that... Uh, ball park. two. Yeah. So two balls and one strike to count. Thought that might have caught the inside corner. If a hitter ducking out of the way might have influenced that. 2-1 pitch, fouled over to the third base side this time. And 2-2. Two and two. Western a two-out opportunity in a scoreless game here in the top of the third inning. 2-2 on this hitter. And a base hit into center field. And it's one to nothing, Hilltoppers. Went uh, right back up the middle. I don't know, you, you can't get any more into center field than that one was. Maybe a foot more to the right would have gotten, gone directly over second base. And again, a two-out yeah, base nice, runner. Nice job of... Uh, Hitting from Garcia. Now he has uh, had two hits in this game. Drives in the game's first run. So Western ahead by a one to nothing score. And the inning continues for Kirk Liebert. 
Liebert out on a comebacker to the pitcher in the first inning. Three hits overall in the series. Only one official at bat yesterday, but he was on base five times. Four walks and a single. Pitch in the dirt. That'll move the runner to second base. So a two-out wild pitch, runner to second base. And a ball and a strike with Liebert. They had Liebert who walked four times and then Record who walked twice and was hit by two pitches. So two, uh, two players getting free passes for a collective total of eight times. A 1-1 pitch in the dirt and runner goes to third. So a pair of two out wild pitches. We saw those create some problems yesterday. We did that. Led directly to two runs. So two balls and a strike with Liebert. Two out base hit and two out wild pitches. The runner at third, here's a strike two and two. Lakens had Garcia set up, and he responded with that base hit. Needs to get this one. His 2-2 pitch, swing and a miss. He got him on a fastball. Two strikeouts for Akins. It's one run on two hits and one left for Western Kentucky in the top of the third inning, middle of the third, and the Hilltoppers lead the Blue Raiders by a one-to-nothing score. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, Western Kentucky gets a two-out RBI hit from their designated hitter, Tristan Garcia. And so a one-to-nothing lead as we are going to the bottom of the third. For the Blue Raiders, Eston Snyder will lead off. He'll be followed by J.T. Mabry and Brett Coker. Eston a swing and a miss on a pitch that came in on his hands. Strike one. Yeah, breaking ball. Turbrack ready and the left-hander's one strike delivery. A swing and a miss and strike two. Pretty much the same pitch. Yeah. More towards the heart of the plate this time, but a good sink on that breaking pitch. His two-strike delivery is in the dirt. 
Western a run three hits through three times at the plate. The Blue Raiders, oh, no runs on two hits. Uh, the Helltoppers sacrificed with nobody out with that runner on second. That paid off. I don't think the runner scores on that. No, the, uh, I don't think so either. Here's a high bouncer to short by second base record. A quick throw. Snyder out by about half a step at first base. So the leadoff man is retired. And six straight hitters who've been retired by Turbrack. Top of the order and JT Mabry. JT comes in at 4.06 and right now hitting an even 400. Out on strikes in the first inning. Swing and a miss. And, and Mabry out on strikes is noteworthy. That's only the fifth time that he has struck out yeah. this year. Had a tough day yesterday. He was 0 for 4 in his first four at-bats. Did get a, a single in the eighth inning and ended up scoring. He's at the plate with a one ball, one strike count. Brett Coker will hit next in this Blue Raider third. Swing and a miss. And strike two. One nothing Western in the bottom of the third. One two delivery. Mabry hits this one to left. Hardly having to move is Liebert. Now he comes over to his right and in about a step. So the line drive out retires the Blue Raiders second baseman, two down, and Brett Coker will bat. Brett had a base hit in the first inning. Brett hitting 342. And he takes off the outside corner, ball one. Boy, he didn't miss by much. No, he didn't. A 1-0 pitch, swing and a miss. One of the things Turbrack's doing is changing speeds pretty effectively. He's one and one and a swing and a foul back. And one and two with Coker. Two outs, base is empty. As Brett bats here in the bottom of the third. Seems to throw his, uh, his fastball in the mid to upper 80s. One-two pitch, swing and a miss. For Turbrack, that's his third strikeout and gets the Blue Raiders in order for the second inning in a row. So three up, three down. We'll, we've played three, and Western has a one-to-nothing lead. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, 
Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. The flagship station for Blue Raiders Sports, WGNS. Uh, three inning totals here this afternoon in this rubber game of the Blue Raiders series with Western Kentucky. For Western, one run, three hits, no errors, and four left on base. For the Blue Raiders, no runs, two hits, no errors, and two have been stranded. And a new pitcher for the Blue Raiders as we move into the top of the fourth inning. Yeah, that'll be Jake Cothran coming on. Get you some numbers on Jake. Jake making his fifth appearance. He's thrown 11 and two-thirds innings. Giving up seven runs, all earned on nine hits, seven walks, 11 strikeouts, 5.40 ERA. He's got a 1-0 record. So Jake replaces Ollie Akins. Ollie getting the start. Giving up the one run on three hits, walked two, struck out two, threw a couple of wild pitches, which fortunately didn't come back to do any damage. So that's uh, two starts for Ollie Akins this week. Three innings Tuesday night against Tech, and then this three innings. So he's allowed one run in those six innings, and, and that's, uh, that's very encouraging. Well, I'd say that he's uh, earned himself another start. He'll get a look, that's for sure. Get him stretched out. So Cothran, the left-hander, and he goes to work here in the fourth, down low with ball one. Just a shame that he uh, leaves the ball game on the downside. He'll get some runs, take him off the hook. That's right. First pitch of ball, the next one is strike one and one. Luke's, Lucas Ferris ground out to Jennings at third, 0 for 1 in this game. Four hits with a homer in the weekend thus far. He was the right fielder Friday, played at first base yesterday, and then back out in right field here this afternoon. A ball inside, two and one. The left-hander's pitch up high, three balls and a strike. John mentioned Jake is appearing for the fifth time, and all of his outings have been in relief. Went three and a third last week uh, against Evansville. Swing and a miss, good fastball. Gave up uh, three runs in that ball game and uh, on four hits, three walks, three strikeouts. A 3-2 pitch, swing and a miss. Well, he got behind him 3-1 and one and came right back to get the strikeout. And so one out here in the top of the fourth. Nice job by the freshman left-hander. Catherine is from Inman, South Carolina, and comes to Middle Tennessee from Florence Darlington Tech. High and Outside to Leonette. Ricardo Leonette out on strikes in the second inning. Batting with one out. Bases empty in the top of the fourth. That's from the right side. And he takes a strike. Evens things at one and one. 
Well, the mostly cloudy skies have given way to a little bit of sunshine here at the moment. Always appreciated, especially on a cold day. And a cold still uh, technically winter's day. We're about out of going into the equinox here in the next 24 to 48 hours. And it's I up did. to 32, Bob. Oh, my goodness. No wonder it feels so balmy. <laughs> Three balls and a strike. I should complain. We're, we're in a very comfortably heated press box. Strike two called on a 3-1 pitch, and that makes it 3-2. and two. one nothing Western, a run in the third inning, a two-out hit from Tristan Garcia. 3-2 pitch, bounced over the mound. Behind second, Mabry, a quick throw to first, but he was had to go well on the yeah. third base side of second. In fact, he almost had to throw the ball from the, what would have been the shortstop's position, and so that's a base hit for well, Leonette. Yeah, a lot of second basemen just eat that baseball. I was surprised that the base runner, Leonette, was only safe by about a step. I thought he'd be, you know, three or four steps past the bag. JT got rid of it quickly and with a lot on it. But moving away from first, that's a, that's a tough throw to make. Here's Bodicic. Bodicic a walk his, other, his only time up. That was in the second inning. Runner at first with one out. He shows bunt, takes the ball. Strikeout and a single start things here in the fourth inning for Western Kentucky. Bodicic hits from the left side. Throw to first, and the runner gets back in. Uh, he, was, uh, he was taking a big primary lead. He was about two steps farther than you would expect in a primary lead. He was dancing. And another throw. He does have a big lead again. Not going anywhere, swinging a foul and a ball and a strike with Bodicic. We did not see him last night, but uh, he played first base on Friday and starting at first base here this afternoon. A 1-1 pitch with the runner going, swing and a miss. The throw is high at second base. In fact, sails over Brett Coker's head, but backed up by J.T. Mabry. So the catcher, Leonette, gets his second stolen base in two tries. Looked like he was throwing to Mabry, didn't it? The way that yeah, ball that, sailed on him. That, that ball got away from Briggs yeah. on that throw. Uh, again, that's, uh, that's all about uh, touch and feel on the baseball. Uh, pitch just a little bit outside. Evens the count at two and two. A runner at second for Western with one out in the top of the fourth inning. That's Leonette's second steal of the season. He's two for, four, uh, two, for two in that department. Here's the ball off the pitcher to Coker. He'll have to hurry, and the throw gets away at first base. It's going to get the runner out at the plate. Wow. Whoa, what a nailing throw by D.J. Wright. The ball skipped through as it was offline. 
and then it bounced off the screen by the Blue Raider dugout. Wright got it about halfway between the dugout and the first baseline, threw a strike to Briggs Rudder, who applied the tag. And so that is a big second out. They're calling that a base hit. Pitch in the dirt, and the runner going. The throw to second goes into center field, but it's backed up by Snyder. And so just a stolen base for Bodicic, who has his second of the year. So actually the, the path of the baseball was deflected by Cothran to Coker. Then he threw it to Wright, who then throws to the plate too. So one, six, three, two. Uh, is the route it took to get to getting the runner at the plate. But you're not going to give an assist to pitcher and to Coker, will you? I wouldn't think so, no. I think it'll just... No, that's just the route the ball took. Yeah, the play will be three to two. Two balls and a strike with Matthew Meyer. Meyer starting at third base this afternoon for the Hilltoppers. Potisic with the stolen base at second base. Meyer checks his swing. The pitch is down low and two balls and two strikes is the count. Foul tip on that last pitch. Okay. So that, that's, that's what happened there. I thought the umpire put his hands up like it was a foul tip, and that, that's exactly what it was. So 2-2, two, two, not 3-1. And, and he hits it. So a hit by pitch with two outs. So that keeps the inning going. Center fielder number three, Ty And puts runners at first and second base. Ty Crittenberger, who doubled and scored in the third, is the batter. Hit one to the base of the wall, dead center field in the third inning. Short hop the fence. I think it surprised everybody in the ballpark. That ball was blistered. He takes up and in for a ball. Boy, the problems in this series of getting the third out on the first try have just been pretty amazing. Zero for four in this game. And the pitch is inside for a ball. Two on, two outs. Top of the fourth and Western batting. We haven't seen that many clean innings in this, uh, in this series, have we? Not in the top half, that's for sure. And the pitch is inside. Three balls and no strikes. Runner out at the plate, and ball four. Got a right-hander way outside. throwing in the uh, Raider bullpen now. So after the hit-by-pitch, a four-pitch walk. That'll get a visit to the mound. Coach Jerry Myers going out to talk with Cothran. That's Patrick Johnson throwing in the Raider bullpen. 
Yeah, Patrick we, ended up being the winning pitcher. Yeah, Friday night. On Friday night. Yeah, yeah. So in this inning, the leadoff batters struck out. And then the next four have reached. The Blue Raiders got a break on a carom off of what would have just been an error. Uh, but instead, it got a runner at the plate, so no error charged. And that was the second out of the inning. Then Meyer was hit by a pitch, and now Crittenberger has walked. And the inning continues for Aiden Gilroy. He walked in the first inning and bunted a runner along in the third. Gilroy, a 393 hitter, shows bunts and takes down and away. So that's six in a row out of the strike zone. Johnson throwing. Throwing in a hurry down in the Raider bullpen. Shows bunt again and takes a ball. Two balls and no strikes. And with a right-handed uh, batter on deck, if Kaufman can't get this, uh, this batter, I suspect we'll see a new pitcher. Well. Especially since that's what? That's seven in a, a row at least, Well, at least eight. He yeah. Walked. Rittenberger on four. He hit Meyer, of course, with the pre-pitch before that. And a strike call. That's nice to get that one in there. Three and one. Jake would like to come back and get this hitter. And good hitting by Gilroy. He looked to be taking that one all the way. Three-one pitch. Strike called on the inside oh. corner. Three and two. So a full count and... I think Gilroy thought he uh, had earned the walk with that pitch. It was close. Runners will go with two outs. That runner at every base and a foul out of play. And there we have, remember Gilroy getting the walk back in the first inning on yep. a 3-2 count, fouled off three consecutive full count pitches. They are really good with two strikes, aren't they? Yes, they are. A 3-2 pitch again, fouled away. So he now has five three-two pitch foul balls in two times up with a full count. Pretty impressive. Oh, it just adds to the pitch count. A three-two and a ground ball just foul. Oh, <laughs> that would have uh, that would have probably cleared the bases. Yeah, it was just fouled at third, and you're going into the foul territory into the corner in left field. It would have been a long, long run for Jackson Galloway to get to it. And with the runners going, wow. So that's three consecutive, three, two foul balls. Another full count pitch, make it four. This one over to the Blue Raider dugout on the first base side. With bases loaded and a 3-2 count. Gilroy has fouled off four consecutive 3-2 pitches. Left-hand hitter stands in, the left-hander pitches and a ball hit to first. 
It's going to be a race to the bag, and it's won by Cothran. Oh, no, he, he dropped, dropped the ball, ball, and two runs are going to score. Cothran beat the throw, or beat the base runner to get there. It was going to be a close play, though, because he just barely beat him. So that is a big E1, two runs score, runners at first and third, and things have opened up now. It's 3-0 in favor of Western, and again, trouble getting that third out. Chance to get out of that inning, but the air keeps it going. Here's a strike called to Drew Record. One strike pitch. This one is a slow roller. This is going to be tough. A quick throw from Coker. He got him at first to retire the side. But five straight reached after two outs in this inning and Western Kentucky gets two runs on. They're saying two runs on one hit, two errors, and one left on, or two left on base. So at the end, uh, or ac actually in the middle of the fourth, Western has a three to nothing lead. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS. Bottom of the fourth, and the Blue Raiders on the short end of a 3 nothing score. A another, two another hill to climb. Jeremiah Boyd takes a strike. Fouls the next pitch back. Strike two on the Blue Raider designated hitter. Jeremiah, a base hit in the first inning. He starts things in the bottom of the fourth. Briggs Rudder and DJ Wright will follow against the left-hander, Devin Turbrack. Pitch inside on the 0-2, makes it one and two. Like the Blue Raiders were gonna get out of that two-out trouble in the fourth, but when Cothran not able to hold on to the throw at first, two runs scored. Western had scored a two-out run in the third inning as well, so 3-0, Hilltoppers in the bottom of the fourth. Ball two to Boyd. 
Excellent on the way. That's strike three. Turbrack gets his fourth strikeout. Gave up back-to-back -back hits back in the uh, first and has been, been really good since then. Yes, he has. He has not allowed, well, he's now not retired nine in a row. Briggs Ryder the batter. Briggs takes and gets a strike called on the inside corner. 3-0 Western in the fourth. Pitch to Briggs, hit in the air into right center field. Ferris is going to go over, and now the wind will hold it up, and he doesn't have to go over quite as far as he thought he would. In fact, he had to, had to come in two steps. Yeah. So two quick outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. D.J. Wright will bat. D.J. 0 for 1, ground out to second base in the first inning. DJ at the plate. He's hitting 310. Whole field and sunlight now. One strike pitch, a hot smash. Nice play at third by Meyer. A long throw and out at first base. Nice play by Matthew Meyer to rob DJ Wright of what would have been extra bases into the corner. And it sends the Blue Raiders down in order in the bottom of the fourth inning. And so we will go on to inning number five with Western leading Middle Tennessee three to nothing. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%, you may find it even costs less. Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student-athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, we're rolling around to the fifth inning. And Western has a three to nothing lead. Jake Cochran back out on the mound. He's got a, left, a couple of left-handers coming up here. So you want to. Tristan Garcia starts things off. He is two for two. Single in the first, RBI single in the third. Foul ball out of play and strike two the count with him. Looking at his numbers. He is six for 13 against left-handers. That's impressive. That is, 
for a left-handed hitter. A high fly ball is hit to Jackson Galloway in left. Jackson will come in just a couple of steps, makes the catch. Garcia retired for the first time this afternoon. Here's Kirk Liebert. Liebert is the Hilltopper left fielder. Three for six series through the first two games with a run batted in. Liebert in this game, a comebacker to the pitcher and a strikeout. Faces Cothran and takes inside and it skips on through. Ball one. Lucas Ferris on deck for Western here in the fifth. Hilltoppers three to nothing over the Blue Raiders thus far. Cothran delivers strike call to the outside corner. Jake replaced Ollie Akins. Ollie went the first three innings, allowed a run on three hits. Here's a ground ball to Mabry at second base and out at first. So a fly ball to left, a ground ball to second, retire the first two Blue Raiders in this fifth inning. And Lucas Ferris will bat. Ferris 0 for 2 this afternoon. He is the Western Kentucky right fielder, stands in from the right side. Uh, he hits left-handers better than uh, right-handers for sure. Four for 11 against left-handers. First pitch to him is a strike called. Now that's what you would expect, right? Yeah. From a right-handed hitter. It's this one to short, bobbled, and it's going to put him on. Well, Coker was in exactly the right place, didn't have to move. He just, he just clanked it. That's the first error like that he's had all year long. He's had a couple, you know, throwing errors, a couple of times balls have been hit to one side or the other. But as far as the ball hit right at him, that's, yeah. that's really surprising. And again, we don't get that clean inning. Yeah, that totals up to 16 now. Here's a pitch inside. A couple of times, remember the final inning of Friday's game at the two out air prevented it from being one, two, three. Ball one with Leonette. So ball two is inside. Two balls and no strikes. Runner at first base with two outs here in the fifth inning. Leonette lifts this one into left center field. That is going to get down for a base hit. Let's see, they're gonna hold the runner at third. He, they started to send him, now throw behind the runner and he just does get back in front of the tag. That ball off the wall at the 365 sign. So Leonette with a double. And runners at second and third now as the inning continues for Ty Bodicic. Another left-handed hitter. 
He has walked and reached on an error, reached on an error and scored in the fourth inning. Right-hander back up and throwing in the Raider bullpen. And Cothran delivers outside for a ball. And that remains Patrick Johnson. So this inning with a two-out error and a double develops into some trouble. 1-0 pitch on Bodicic, a strike called one and one. Outfield straight away for this hitter. He bats from the left side to pitch in the dirt. Rudder blocks it and keeps it close to home plate and gets it in a hurry. Two balls and a strike. Three nothing Western in top of the fifth inning. Two one pitch swing and a miss. Tried to check his swing well into the swing. Yeah. And basically got a three quarter swing out of that. Things even at two and two with two on and two outs. A pitch on the way is hit foul and it's gonna get out of play down the left side. There's a young person that brought his glove. All right. Chasing that baseball down. I, I'd taken my gloves out of my pocket. I didn't think I'd need them today. Oh, yeah. 2-2. Two, two. And... Oh, how is that not a strike? That... <laughs> well, I'm not so sure that he might not even have failed to check his swing. Yeah. They did uh, appeal that the third base umpire who was out in the... Time is called, and now they're saying the batter took too long to get back in, and he's out. Giving him a strikeout. Okay. We'll take it. We will take it. Wow. I mean, I, I whatever, whatever. <laughs> Seemed like he just barely got back in, but in any case, that was the call, and so that's, that's what you call. <laughs> Here, let me give you a gift wrap yeah. strikeout, so. It ends the inning with Jake Cothran getting his second strikeout. No runs on a hit, an error and two left for Western Kentucky. And in the middle of the fifth inning, the Hilltoppers lead the Blue Raiders by a three to nothing score. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. 
Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. Well, the Blue Raiders on the short end here as we move to the bottom of the fifth inning. Jackson Galloway to lead off. First pitch, a ball to him. Next one on the way. Hit hard at third and past the third baseman. Knocked down partially. It goes up the left field line. Galloway will hustle his way into second base with a leadoff double, and that breaks a string of 11 in a row. Retired by Turbrack, and it's the Blue Raiders' third base hit. So Galloway has a double, and for Jackson, that is his fourth of the season. You know, I, I'm thinking that if uh, the third baseman, Meyer, does not get his glove on that ball, that might have been just a single. Gabe Jennings bounces one up the middle, takes a big high hop, and a nice play by Gilroy to throw him out at first. Gabe is retired on the play. Galloway goes to third. Jackson there with one out. And we're going to have Gino Avro step in. Gino, a fly ball to right. Two hit night last night. And he bats here with a runner at third. One out, takes a strike called on a good fastball. Three runs for Western Kentucky on five hits. No runs for the Blue Raiders. I take that back. There's a line drive base hit into right field. And coming in to score is Jackson Galloway. And that ball was hit so hard, and Ferris was playing so shallow <laughs> that had the first baseman, Bodicic, been on the bag, I think they would have had a play absolutely at right. first base. I think you're absolutely right about that. I, I'm watching that develop, and it the, looked to me like the first baseman just wasn't paying yep. well, you just as don't close attention. That. Yeah. yeah, that's just totally unexpected. But that could have very well been a 9-3 to three ground out. So Gino with a base hit. He had two hits last night. One for two now this afternoon. Actually, that was late yesterday afternoon. One for two here earlier in the afternoon today. He's at first with one out. Eston Snyder, two balls and no strikes at the plate as that pitch is in the dirt. Three to one ball game. Feels like it's not that score, but you know, you're, you've got the tying run at the plate. Yeah. And it feels that way because the Blue Raiders have been retired in order three innings in a row before the Galloway double opened this fifth. And Eston Snyder up there, 3-0. and This is the first time he's gone this deep in a count, isn't it? It is. He had not walked anybody yet. In fact, um, Nothing even on the close. year in, in 27 innings has only walked four batters, and now he's walked five. Snyder shows bunt, just to show bunt on the 3-0 count, and takes ball four. So he's a base runner, and we go to the top of the order, and J.T. Mabry. And Mabry 
likes left-handers. He is 10 for 20 on the season against left-handed pitching. JT 0 for 2 last time up, hit a line drive to left field. Yeah. Two on, one out, and strike one. You know, with a left-hander, uh, he likes, uh, he will go to uh, go opposite field, and there is a lot of room over there. Yeah, the second baseman is shading up the middle for him. And with a runner at second, the first baseman is off the bag, but not uh, too far off the line, and a pitch in is a ball to JT. One and one. He's hitting 394. Three for 12 series as he stands in. In this situation, oh, he got hit in the foot with a pitch. Ouch. So a hit by pitch. Turbrek has hit three batters, actually, while walking only five, and, and sometimes you see that kind of an odd statistic. But this one loads the bases. And that gets a mound visit. And we've got a coach on the way to talk things over. And they've got, uh, they don't have anybody throwing yet in their bullpen. They've got somebody. Right now, he, it looks like he's uh, making sure his belt is tight enough. It'll be a right-hander just starting to throw. And the home plate umpire going to kind of break up this rather long uh, conversation. You know, Chip was talking about the, the clock. He was talking to Jeff Hem, the sounds broadcaster, about how that affected them last year and his observations on it. I wouldn't mind a clock on mound visits. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, you know once, you, once you decide it's candlesticks for the shower, what, you know, what more right. can you do? Well, the, the, the umpire is kind of keeping an informal check on those mound visits. Bases loaded, and Brett Coker pops it up. Oh, a the towering one. fly ball. He is out if it stays fair. Uh, he's it out does. anyway. The, well, the infield fly rule. I know, but it has to be a fair ball. So, and you're right, that stayed fair by about six feet. Yep. So that's a big out. And it's up to Jeremiah Boyd. Jeremiah, base hit and two at bats. Boy, they have really changed the way they defense him since Friday, haven't they? Yes. <laughs> Just like you would uh, a guy that hits to all fields. Yeah, that was. Friday night we were seeing a shift, second baseman over on the uh, third base side of the bag, and he was tearing him up going to right field. He hit a line drive to right that was an out, and then he hit a ground ball that would have been an out, but there was nobody there to get it. And he lifts this one high in the air to right center field. Ferris over and will make the catch. So a bases loaded, one out opportunity doesn't develop into runs other than the one run that had already scored. So for the Blue Raiders, it is a run in this inning. One run on two hits, no errors, and three left on base. After five, Western is in front, three to one. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. 
Is that the sound of an ooey, gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Tim Page with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Are you on the fence about selling your home? Feel overwhelmed at the thought of purchasing a new home? Well, it's time to get moving. For professional, personal real estate services, give me a call today and put me to work for you. 615-896-5656, or you can reach me at ExitMurfreesboro.com. Let's go, Blue, and I'll see you at the game. News Radio WGNS, the flagship station for Blue Raider Sports. Well, we've played five here this afternoon. And middle on the short end right now, three to one, as the game moves to the top of the sixth, and the Blue Raiders going with their uh, third pitcher of the afternoon. This will be uh Patrick Johnson, and uh, Patrick is just uh, be his sixth appearance. He is uh, thrown six and two thirds innings, given up two runs, only one of them earned on five hits, three walks, four strikeouts, and a 1.35 ERA, a one and zero record, and one save. So Patrick replaces Jake Cothran. Jake, two innings, two runs, both unearned on one hit. He walked one, struck out two, hit a batter, and uh, the two runs are unearned, as it turned out, on Jake's own error. On a covering first base on a really close play, had a ball pop out of his glove. Patrick Johnson ready, his first pitch a ball. Next one, a strike to Matthew Meyer. Meyer starting at third base, got hit by a pitch and scored one of the two Western runs in the fourth inning. Johnson, the right-hander, outside with a fastball, two and one. You know what, our inability to get that third out just means that you have to go out there and throw that many more pitches and it means that a Catherine who you'd like to have out there for three innings can only get two. And ball three is a little outside. And, of course, the inability to get a hit with the bases loaded uh, oh. or get a runner in at least with yeah. less than two outs. That was costly. So the two unearned runs are the difference in this game. A 3-1 pitch, a strike call to Meyer. Johnson sat a swing and a foul back on, guess what, a two-strike pitch. They can do it up and down the lineup. But They've got a hitting coach that needs to get a raise. <laughs> Uh, 
Three balls and two strikes. The full count pitch fouled away. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> so we saw Gilroy, Aiden Gilroy, playing at second base for Western, had a 3-2 count in the first inning, fouled off three, had another 3-2 count in the fourth, and fouled off four. Once before walking, and then the other time before actually hitting the ball. Fair and in play. Foul ball and still three balls and two strikes. You've got to be really seeing the ball well mm. to, to be this consistent up and down the lineup. Yeah. And hit by a pitch. Had him set up. So Meyer is hit by a pitch for the second time. And that's how... He leads off the top of the sixth inning. Western has been retired in order in this series only four times. And we're in the third game. That's a ton of base runners. And at this point, they've scored 15 runs. Breaking ball, <laughs> nice one. That was a that was a knee buckler, wasn't Boy, it? Boy, he uh, big time knee buckler. <laughs> Strike one with Crittenberger. Crittenberger had a double and scored in the third. Walked his last time up. Throw to first. Runner gets back in. <coughs> Meyer is a base stealer. Is two out of three thus far in the season. Strike one with Crittenberger. Johnson delivers and a strike called in the outside corner. Ali Akins started for the Blue Raiders, went the first three. Jake Cothran went the last two, and now Patrick Johnson is on. Patrick from Chattanooga. Throws to first, and the runner gets back in. Ollie's still on the downside. Oh, it would have been nice to have tied that. Taking advantage, that base is loaded. Get a get a hit in there and get a couple more runs out of that. Pitch outside and the ball. One and two. Top of the sixth, three to one, Western Kentucky. Winner of this game takes the series. Patrick Johnson delivers, base hit into left field. So Crittenberger has his second hit of the game. And it puts runners at first and second and nobody out for Aiden Gilroy. Gilroy has walked, sacrificed, and reached on an error. Gilroy shows bunt and takes a pitch low for ball one. Hit by pitch and a single start the Western sixth inning. You know, it, uh, he's showing bunt. Sometimes that's for show. That was for show. 
But the way they used the sacrifice bunt, I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back with that. And he shows bunt that time. It didn't look like for show, but a breaking ball dropped in for a strike, and it's one and one. He stayed out there like he was thinking about it. Must have picked up the spin on the baseball. Hanging curveballs are good to bunt, but the ones that are working are a bit of, bit of a challenge. One ball, one strike, two on, no outs. Here's a bunt. They're only going to have the play at first. The throw over there gets the runner. And so they do sacrifice the second of the game for Gilroy. 1-3 is the out. And on the play, Meyer moves to third, and Crittenberg, Crittenberger on to second base. So base runners are there with only one out. And that means the Raiders have to play the infield in. True record is the batter. Hitting in the number three spot for the Hilltoppers. Johnson's pitch. Base hit into left field. That will score one run. They're going to wave the second runner around. Here comes the throw. It's cut off. And two runs score as Record, who came into the series hitting 450, finally gets his first hit after an 0 for 9. And it's a big one. It's a two-run single. And now he has 20 runs batted in. I think that's a single, even if the infield is playing. Yeah, that, that ball bat. was perfectly placed between third and short in your normal position. So the sacrifice pays off, and now it's 5-1 to one in favor of Western. And here's Tristan Garcia. He's two for three with an RBI. Throw to first. They've sacrificed twice and been able to make them pay off with runs in both cases. Yeah, back in the third, it was Garcia who got the hit. In this inning, it's record. Swing and a foul, backing out of play for strike one. 5-1 Western and in the top of the sixth inning. Runner at first with one out and two runs home in the inning. And this ball is drilled to right center field, but Gino Avros had him played perfectly. He was shading Garcia towards right center. And if it hadn't been for the wind, he would not have had to have moved at all. And he only came in a couple of steps to make that play. So nice positioning for Avros. And so two outs now as a result. Here's Kirk Liebert. Liebert 0 for 3 in this game, 4 for 8. Coming in before play got underway through the series. Takes and gets a strike. Patrick Johnson, the third Blue Raider pitcher of the afternoon, working in his first inning. First batter hit by a pitch, the next one singled, and they both have scored. Throw to first. Oh, that was close. Nice quick move by Johnson. And diving back in just safely was the base runner record. Swing and a miss, strike two. Good breaking pitch from Johnson. 
And he had the hitter out in front, strike two. James Sells out in the Raider bullpen starting to loosen. Two strike pitch in the dirt, ball one and strike two. Two runs home in the inning for Western Kentucky. They now have seven base hits. And the four-run lead. One ball, two strikes, and a swing and a foul. Off the hitter's foot at the plate, comes out in front of the mound and goes out to Johnson, but a foul ball, and so still one and two. Hilltoppers had had a right-hander throwing in their bullpen. He's uh, standing over by the gate. I'm wondering whether he's, uh, they just told him take a seat or whether he's preparing to come in the next inning. Runner at first with two outs, a throw to first base. Western with a run in the third. Two in the fourth, two here in the sixth. The Blue Raiders run came in the fifth inning. One and two, and strike three called. Johnson gets a strikeout, but Western gets two runs. Two runs on two hits, no errors, and one left on base. And in the middle of the sixth, Western has a five to one lead. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Las Casas Drugs is a proud sponsor of Blue Raider Athletics, located at 4702 Las Casas Pike, just minutes from Murfreesboro. Las Casas Drugs strives to provide all of your pharmaceutical needs in that hometown atmosphere you deserve. Family-owned and operated, Las Casas Drugs offers free delivery, immunizations, drive through window, gift shop, merchandise, and medication management programs. Come by and see how we can make a difference. And go Blue Raiders! Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290. You're listening to NTSU Sports on WGNS. Throw goes down to second base, and we go to the bottom of the sixth. The Raiders batting, trailing 5-1. to one. We'll send up Briggs Rutter, D.J. Wright, and Jackson Galloway. Devin Turbrek still out there for the Hilltoppers. Through his five innings of work, he's allowed a run on four hits, walked one, and struck out four. Briggs Rudder, a swing and a miss. Briggs a ground out and a fly ball out, so 0 for 2. Had four hits and four runs batted in in the first two games this weekend. That pitch is low and 1-1. One and one. Briggs stands in, hitting 317. Had mostly cloudy has turned into 
partly cloudy. Yeah, it looks nice. I, I, you know, you check your weather forecast, and the hourly showed clouds all day long until later this afternoon. But glad it got here earlier than later. It's all the way up to 33 now. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It is. Here's a ball driven foul down the right side and out of play. Briggs getting a pitch up and away and going the other way with it, but a foul ball. And so still one and two on the Blue Raider catcher. Ah, and he's hit by a pitch. Got him in the shoulder. So a hit by pitch. That's the second for Turbrack. You know, I'll be honest with you, John. I, I'll, I'll, I'm looking at over 3,000 baseball broadcasts. Yeah. And I bet there haven't been five that have started with the temperature as cold as this. And, and if there have been, uh, four was, of them were in Buffalo. <laughs> you were telling me about that. That start in Buffalo that it was 20 degrees and yeah. you know up until game time that's a, a, a home club decision and what did you tell me that the umpires called it in the second in the second inning yes give the umpires credit for at least giving it a chance to to play out uh, and I I actually heard afterwards that they considered just calling it before even the first, after the first pitch. DJ Wright is the batter. Briggs Rudder, the base runner at first. Nobody out here in the sixth inning. Ball and a strike with DJ. Grounded to second, grounded to third, and his two times up. A really good play got him last time up by the third baseman, Myers. Goes after a pitch way, way out of the zone. So one and two. Rudder at first base. The one-two pitch bounced up the middle and near second. Bobbled by the second baseman, Gilroy, but he gets it in time to nip Rudder on the force play. So just a four unassisted fielder's choice, as it turns out. Which, actually, that's a kind of a... A 50-50. The, the good news for Western is he got the force out. The bad news for them is he didn't get the double play. And for the Blue Raiders, the good news is they didn't get the double play. But the bad news is they got a force out. That doesn't. That kind of. Those are all kind of. Yeah. Butting heads, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, uh, for the Raiders, we lose the go, uh, the lead runner, and have the trailing runner on base. So DJ Wright at first, strike one to Jackson Galloway. Jackson doubled his last time up and slams one to center field for a base hit here. Yeah, that uh, no doubt about that. For the Blue Raiders, hit number five. Galloway has two of those. Took it right back up the middle. Scalded is the adjective that comes to mind. He really... Oh, the ball was scalded. Actually, scalded would just be a verb, wouldn't it? Um, yeah. And except you. It can be. Uh, no, let's see. It's a. 
No, it's it's. I, I was Is right. Is that a participle or a gerund? No, no. Maybe. Yeah, uh, you you've gone. <laughs> That's the English major. Bring anyway. back the uh, memories of diagramming sentences in junior high school. One and zero with Gabe Jennings. He hits a ball up the middle. The second baseman Gilroy has one out there, and not in time at first. That ball was scooting, and just to the shortstop side of second, Gilroy had to backhand it. And so he is able to do that. So he has, it's interesting, two fielders' choices in this inning for force outs, both and they've both been four unassisted. unassisted. Yeah, how often do you see that? It's just like we've been talking about it. Every time you go to the ballpark, you're liable to see something you've never seen or something you rarely see. Here's Gino Avros, an RBI single for the Blue Raider right fielder, takes a strike. He hits with D.J. Wright at third and Gabe Jennings at first in this sixth inning. Gino starting in right field for the second game in a row. It's because he's been hitting. Pickoff play at first. Jennings a very short lead. And then with a left-hand pitcher, I, my, my question would be why even bother? I mean, you can see that the lead is like a step and a half. Yeah. A little bigger this time. And a pitch. Must have been must, low. Must have been low. So ball one and strike one. That, uh, that pitch had a lot of plate. Definitely. One and one with Avros. 5-1 Western. And the ball is down low. Gino's base hit, an RBI single to right field in the fifth inning. And a two-out opportunity here in the bottom of the sixth. Swing and a miss on a 2-1 pitch. He threw him the breaking ball. Had him a little out in front, and it's 2-2. Two and two. Averos looks at Coach Kevin Nichols at third base. Gets back in. 2-2, two, two, the runner going, and a ground ball to deep third. Myers a long throw, and it gets away at first base. A run scores, and another runner is going to try to score and will come in safely as the two-out error gets the Blue Raiders two runs here in the bottom of the sixth inning and gets them to within two runs in this game as it's now 5-3 to three in favor of Western. Well... Aros, no RBI on that, but uh, still gets the job done. And how about Gabe Jennings scoring from first base <laughs> on an error on a ground ball to third? That's some heads-up hustling base running. Don't expect that. You know, if he's at second base, yeah, sure. And he did it without getting a play at the play. Gino back at first. Well, Gino doesn't get the RBI, but he got the bat on the ball. He, you make them make the play, and sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. So two unearned runs for the Raiders. And a 5-3 game. So yeah. each team has had two runs on a two-out error, 
that have been two runs that have been unearned because of two out errors. And Eston Snyder is the uh, tying run here at the plate. Eston walked his last time at the plate. Ground out to short his other time. Bunts, that's oh. going right back to the pitcher, and so an out at first to retire the side. Eston Bunning, but didn't get it quite where he wanted it to be. However, a big two-out error. Two runs on one hit in the error, one hit in the inning, one error in the inning, and one base runner left. So each team a pair of sixth inning runs, and we're back to a two-run game. And that's a, that's a lot better as far as the Blue Raiders are concerned as opposed to what this inning started. So 5-3 Western at the end of six, and this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. My son was 20 years old when he was prescribed opioids. It took him five days to get addicted. I'm not supposed to be the one to go get his suit and tie and pick which sneakers that I'm going to bury him in. My son overdosed at the age of 22 years old. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield under the broadcasting rights granted by Middle Tennessee State University. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the expressed written consent of Middle Tennessee State University and Learfield. Announcers are provided by Learfield and approved by the university. Well, we roll around to the seventh inning, six inning totals. Have Western leading five to three, five runs, seven hits, an error, and nine left for the Hilltoppers. Three runs, five hits, three errors, and six left for the Blue Raiders. Got a new pitcher for the Raiders. This is James Sells coming on for his team leading eighth appearance, all in relief. Let him throw this pitch here. That's the way to start out with a strike. Sells has thrown 20 innings, given up 15 runs, 13 uh, earned on 26 hits, 7 walks, 14 strikeouts, 5.85 ERA, and 2 saves. And a swing and a foul here, and a strike 2 as he faces Lucas Ferris. In the seventh inning, 5-3, Western leads. Nice to get those two runs back that had scored. Like to be ahead 5-3, but here's strike three called. Sells gets a strikeout of the first batter he faces. Threw him a slider with a little bit of hook right there at the end. It dropped on in, so Ferris out on three pitches. That's significant. He was four for eight in the series before today. 0 for 4 thus far this afternoon. The batter is Leonette, the catcher. 
They've got a shift on. Got the shift on for him, and wow, he has. They've got uh, J.T. Mabry. Gosh, he's got to be what thirty feet on the uh, third base side of. He has, and here's a high drive deep left field, and that one is a home run. Leonette with a home run. And that is his first home run of the season. He bombed that like he's been doing it. It's out close. It was off the Lee Victory Wall of Champions, close to the 365 sign. And unfortunately, that was not into the wind. And a home run. Now it's a 6-3 game in favor of Western. As a run with one out, and Ty Bodicic, he has walked, reached on an air, and struck out. Bats from the left side. He's the first baseman for the Hilltoppers. First pitch of ball, next one a grounded foul. So Western out with a three-run lead here after the solo home run. They just continued to be impressive at the plate. And we well, remember when we started things Friday night, Western had a 330 team batting average. They've been cooled off by the Blue Raiders to a degree as it, their average has dropped, but not a whole lot. Here's a big high bouncer to Mabry at second and out at first. That ball took a hop off the front of the plate and Probably got up to 20 feet in the air. JT fielding out close to second base. I think he would have liked to have had that hop a little bit higher. Had to lean down to get it on the way down. Here's a check swing off the bat of Matthew Meyer. Sells has it, throws to first, and out number three. But a run on the home run, a run and a hit, nobody left for Western. And seventh inning stretch time has the Hilltoppers on top of the Blue Raiders by a 6-3 to three score. You're listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the scoreboard lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. The Blue Raiders play here. WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Well, bottom of the seventh inning. Western ahead 6-3. The Blue Raiders coming up to try to do something about that. And we'll have the top of the order 
And they're going to be seeing a new pitcher as we pick up things going into the bottom of the seventh. So that's a very good afternoon from Devin Turbrack. We're going to see a right-hander, and this is, let me see, Burns. There he goes. Mason Burns making his uh, fifth appearance. He's been a, their starter. He was the guy that had the flu and missed the Friday night That's start. That's right. He is their Friday night starter. So his only appearance in relief uh, comes now, uh, and it's his fifth appearance. He's thrown 18 in the third innings, giving up eight runs, all earned on 17 hits. Eight walks, 22 strikeouts, and he's got a 3.93 ERA to go with a 2-0 record. So as we mentioned, Burns uh, actually was recovering from the flu, and just out of precautions, they didn't bring him or have him start on Friday, although we were told he might be, depending upon how things went Friday and yesterday, might be starting today, but they didn't need to move Turbrack up. But we also were told that uh, he likely would come in out of the bullpen uh, if there was a need at least to be the first pitcher to come in for Western Kentucky, and that is the case. And you think about it, John, that way the starter doesn't miss a whole two weeks. Uh, yeah. And so he, next weekend he can get back into his slot and have whatever he gets here this afternoon. His first pitch to J.T. Mabry is a strike call. JT 0 for 2. Last time up was hit by a pitch. 6 to 3, Western leading in the seventh inning. Ball one outside, one and one. JT Mabry, Brett Coker, Jeremiah Boyd hit in this Blue Raider seventh inning. Numbers on Turbrack. He goes six innings, gives up uh, three runs. Only one of them earned, though. That's on five hits. One walk, four strikeouts. Mabry slams it into right center field for a base hit. Cut off and returned to the infield in a hurry on a nice play by Crittenberger. As JT has a base hit, and that's the way the Blue Raider bottom of the seventh gets started. For middle, that's their sixth base hit. JT is now one for three. Brett Coker will bat. Brett a single back in the first inning. He is one for three as he stands in. Jeremiah Boyd waiting on deck. 6-3 Western in the bottom of the seventh. Pitch high and outside for a ball. Coker a single, a strikeout, a pop fly, and three trips to the plate. The Raiders shortstop waiting on a 1-0 pitch. Maybe a short lead at first. Curveball strike called in the outside corner. And 1-1. One and one. So you're coming off the flu. You're standing out on the mound. It's 33 <laughs> degrees. And you don't I'm have an under jersey on. <laughs> you're wearing short sleeves. What would your mama say about that? I don't know. Son, go home and get a jacket, I think. <laughs> A 1-1 pitch. Oh, scoots on through. And going to second is Mabry. So a wild pitch charged to Burns. And moves Mabry to second. And, you know, that may be important. We've had a some force plays in this game. And 
something like that, had it preceded those balls hit, would not have resulted in force plays. That's right. We'll see. Two and one with Brett Coker. Two one pitch, uh, strike called, and two and two. And we've uh, seen our sky turn. It's mostly sunny now. But it's still 33 degrees. It is. A 2-2 pitch. That's sent into right field on the ground for a base hit. It, with the score as it is, hold the runner. And with the throw as it came in from Ferris, a very wise decision by Kevin Nichols to do just that. Uh, the right that fielder, was a nice throw. Yeah, right fielder uh, Ferris was fairly shallow. And he charged the ball hard and fired a bullet to the plate. Of course, when you're trailing by three, you don't want to take a chance and get the out. No, you sure don't, especially now that Jeremiah Boyd is the tying run. Jeremiah, a base hit in three at-bats. The Blue Raiders now have seven hits in this game. Mabry at third, Coker at first. In this bottom of the seventh, Boyd takes down and away for a ball. It is strange to see, thinking about this, the temperature uh, burns pitching without the, the sleeves. And they're sending a message down to the bullpen to get somebody up to throw. One ball and no strikes with Boyd. And he takes high and outside. 2-0. You know, seeing that reminds me of, I remember hearing that uh, offensive linemen, especially, you know, in the NFL, right. they like to, they will wear a Vaseline on their arms in those cold, cold days. I don't know what, apparently it works. Seems like it'd be really kind of sticky. <laughs> Boyd gets a base hit into right field. Nice job of going opposite field. That would have it's been more funny if, if they'd have been playing him like they had earlier. They did not. Earlier, meaning with the big shift on for him to pull the ball. But Jeremiah drives in a run and gets his 16th RBI. And so for the second inning in a row, the Blue Raiders have given up runs and then matched that total. Two in the sixth, one in the seventh. Blue Raiders got two in the sixth and now have had one in the seventh. Well, here is a situation you've got uh, you've got runners at first and second with nobody out. And Briggs Rudder is the batter, and, and now you're down by just a run, a couple of runs. And uh, Hilltoppers have a right-hander who has just gotten up. Just starting to toss. Briggs hit by a pitch his last time. 0 for 2 otherwise today. Two on, no outs. Run home in the seventh inning. Brett Coker is at second. Jeremiah Boyd, the runner, at first. Swing and a miss. Good breaking ball down and away. And strike two. Mabry single to start the inning. Went to second on a wild pitch. Coker moved him over to third with a base hit. Mabry has scored on Boyd's base hit. Strike two to Rudder. Swing and a foul tip. He uh -oh. just got a piece of that one as the ball rolls under the catcher's glove after yeah. foul tipping and hitting the dirt. That ball was 
at least six inches off the off the plate. Keeps the count at two strikes. Oh and two. Burns pitch. Wow, that was ball <laughs> one. You know, that's another one of those. Uh, wow, that's almost too close to take. Yeah. Mm. So one and two with Rudder. And that one, not anywhere <laughs> close at all, almost sailed over. Nice play by the catcher, Leonette. So it's very high for ball two. Two balls and two strikes. You know, how many situations have we had in the last two and a half ball games? We had them 0-2 and then couldn't put them away. And Rudder hits a high bouncer to third. They have one out at second and two at first. Boy, is that a big double play. 5-4-3. Coker well, third now with uh, D.J. Wright. Uh, D.J. batting with a runner at third and two down. Hmm. DJ 0 for 3, reached on a field his choice his last time. And Burns wants a different baseball. The umpire looks at it and says, looks fine to me. Puts it back in the ball bag. Hey, he'll get it back. <laughs> yeah. He'll get it back. A run home in the inning. A 6-4 Western lead here in the bottom of the seventh. Right, a swing and a miss. Breaking ball. I've been begging for home runs all weekend, haven't I? Uh, we haven't seen anything close from off the Raiders' bats. D.J. Wright is swinging a miss. The ball gets away. Here comes Coker into score from third. So the Raiders back within one. That makes it, yes, a one-run game, six to five, a wild pitch. The only time we were down by just one in this ball game was in the bottom of the third after uh, Hilltopper scored in the top of the, the third. So the base is empty. Two strikes. Swing and a miss and strike three. And that uh, for Western, one pitch too late as far as the run was concerned. So the Blue Raiders get a pair of runs here in the bottom of the seventh and have pulled to within one. After seven innings of play, it's Western six, middle five, and we go to the eighth at a six-five score. This is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Will Fraley, attorney at law, has experience you can count on. Former Blue Raider baseball player and MTSU alum Will Fraley serves Murfreesboro and the surrounding communities. Put a strong and experienced legal fighter on your case. Give Will Fraley a call and he can handle all of your legal matters, including criminal and domestic or family law. Visit WillFraleyLaw.com or call 615-410-7290.
For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. The flagship station for Blue Raider Sports, WTNS. Well, it's not been back and forth, but it's been kind of cascading along that way. It's 6-5 Western as we go to the top of the eighth. And, and you know, um, after having been affiliated with the sounds, I've, I've observed some good marketing over the uh, years. Yeah. And uh, I'm seeing some here as... Here's a bunt out in front of the plate, and a nice play by Briggs Rudder, but not going to be able to get the runner as it actually hit him, hit the runner, and he was in the baseline, and he is out at first base. So Crittenberger bunted the ball. The throw hit him in, in the, the leg. Yeah, he and was he is not called. in the lane. you got to be in that uh, running lane. And, of course, so interference. to talk about that. So they will get that clarified. But that, this gives us a chance to talk about marketing. You know, the very, very cold weather is going to impact your crowd. And the, uh, the people, the powers that be on making decisions like this decided, why don't we just uh, pass out some hot dogs? Well, they had <laughs> hot dogs uh, left over. And hot dogs... I guess the hot dogs would be okay later on, but the buns are going to get, I don't know, they, are they going to get soggy or are they going to get stale? So Yeah, I mean, uh, what the heck, you know, and plus remember, the Blue Raiders do not play here for two weeks. Yeah, so, so uh, getting it, uh, getting the supplies cleared out downstairs. Well, plus you win friends and, yeah. and all. That's, uh, it was funny to watch it. They were carrying a couple of trays with hot dogs, and they were very popular, and I see several people enjoying them. Even now, and actually, you know, for a mid-afternoon snack, that sounds pretty good. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> you want to you handle the top of the – anyway. Uh, so uh, I think they've probably given them all away and closed the uh, – probably closed the concession yeah. stand down here. In the you think about – we talk about inning. the players and participants on the field. This is a, a long argument from Western. Well, a long discussion. They don't argue Yeah, but it really – there was some emphasis showing. It wasn't. <laughs> it was not a heated argument. I'm going to say that. So interference, and so out at first. It was a decent bunt by Crittenberger, and a really good play by Briggs Rudder to almost throw falling down as he got to the baseball. After all of that, and out and. Aiden Gilroy is the batter. Two sacrifice bunts, a walk, and he's reached on an error. So, translated, that's a, a productive game, even though you don't have a hit to this point. First pitch, a strike. Next one is strike two. JT Mabry, what, 10, 12 feet into right field on the outfield grass? Yeah, you, you pointed that out last time when Gilroy was up. Bats from the left side. And sends it the other way. Oh. Foul. Oh, my. 
<laughs> oh yes, uh, wow. from our vantage point, they could have the umpire could have called it fair, and I would not have been able to have said, "Ah, oh, I don't think so," because yeah. that, that it, it was, was that, that close. close. I would think it was maybe two yeah. or three inches from landing on the line. So a foul ball and strike two for Gilroy. Gilroy batting just under 400. Stands in at 387, and a pitch is in the dirt and skips uh, on through. Ball one and strike that, two. Uh, that almost nailed Gilroy in the lower leg. Leadoff batter is Rick. Tired in this inning on the interference call. Sells wanted a new baseball. He finally threw that one out. I wonder if that's the same one that Burns said he didn't want to throw. One ball and two strikes. And ball two is a little bit low. Two balls and two strikes. So why would a pitcher throw uh, ask to have one thrown out? You know, the, the seams are not always consistent. Something about the feel. Yep. 2-2 pitch. Foul. Just oh. foul. I almost <laughs> called that one way too early. Yeah, that one got uh, went a long way out uh, before it finally twisted foul by, what, two, three feet? Yeah, at the most. I thought I had a oops-a-daisy. That's not a foul ball. So still two and two, and here we have oh Gilroy at the plate with two strikes. Of course, he's going to hit balls, foul, balls. foul, foul yep. balls with two strikes. That's just what they do. Two-two pitch, that's low. Three balls and two strikes, and he's seen the count in fouling off pitches go from 0-2 to 3-2. and two. And so that means he's probably seen everything that Sells has in his arsenal. Three-two pitch. He walked him. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gilroy's, I Gilroy's think, not real happy. Yeah, I think he said that ball almost hit me. Yeah, that pitch was up and in. And, I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes they're close. Yeah. I, from our, I, I will qualify and say from this vantage point, which frankly is a really good one, um, I mean, that not only looked high, but it, it – Definitely was inside. I thought uh, I thought it might have uh, rustled his jersey as it came past. So a strikeout, <laughs> and quickly strike two with Drew Record. Record a two-run single his last time up. It was yeah. his first hit of the series, and it was a big one. Two strikes in the pitch, outside and low. Ball one and strike two. Quite a ball game. 6-5 Western in the top of the eighth. Couple of outs for the Hilltoppers. Their number three hitter at the plate. A ball and two strikes. James Sells delivers. That's inside. Ball two and strike two. Now he needs to get him here. He does not need to go 3-2. You make mistakes on 3-2. Three, 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 Record at the plate and oh, <laughs> Sells thought the breaking ball had the plate. Well, oh, I thought so too. It didn't get called that way. 
It's been a very interesting inning, hasn't it? It has. So now it's three and two. So two hitters in a row have been up two strikes and have looked at the count, seen the count go to three and two. Here's a ball tapped foul of the plate, and, of course, Western cannot have a two-strike pitch without fouling one off. This is that, – that's – I would like to – it's one of those, if you knew in advance, just how many two-strike foul balls have they fouled off? And how, which translates into how many extra pitches. Right. Three, two, swing and a miss. He got him on strikes. First time this afternoon that Western has been retired in order. James Sells does it here in the eighth. Strikes out two along the way. So we'll go to the bottom of the eighth. Western on top by a run at six to five. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. on News Radio WGNS. Bottom of the eighth, Blue Raiders trail by one and they will face another pitcher. They're going to be facing uh, C.J. Wines, who is uh, the uh, Hilltopper closer. Going to try and get a two-inning save out of Wines. This is his ninth appearance thrown nine and two-thirds innings, given up just one run. That's on four hits, three walks, 11 strikeouts, and .93 ERA, 0-1 with three saves. And opponents only hitting 129 against this uh, right-hander. He's tough. He is. We saw him in the ninth inning yesterday, and he retired the side in order and struck out a batter. Wines spelled W-E-I-N-S. Graduate student from Chicago, Illinois. Went to a school that uh, SEC fans are familiar with, and especially the Blue Raider coach, and that's South Carolina. So they have had some good baseball come out of South Carolina. And Coach Myers, for a number of years, was part of that. First pitch, a ball to Jackson Galloway. The next one fouled back, strike one. So if you're you know, Western Kentucky, just as a lot of schools with the graduate transfer rules available, you'd like to get somebody that has that kind of experience. 
1-1 pitch to Jackson, swing and a miss on a fastball, 1-2. and two. Jackson, two hits and three at-bats, a run scored. He had just thrown him what looked like a fastball at 88, and now he comes back with a, a real fastball at 94. One and two in the pitch. Inside for a ball. And two balls and two strikes. Jackson Galloway, Gabe Jennings, and Gino Averos scheduled for the Blue Raiders here in the bottom of the eighth. Western ahead by a run at six to five. Two, two in the pitch. Swing and a miss. Took something off that one and gets a strikeout. That home run that uh, James Sells gave up in the uh, seventh is uh, the difference now. Yes, it is. Each team has scored two runs with two outs on a two-out error, so that's a wash. And other than that, uh, things are pretty even as far as the scoring is concerned. Unfortunately, the Blue Raiders at the short end by one. Both teams with eight hits. Gabe Jennings is the batter. Strike called in the outside corner to Gabe. Gabe reached on a force play his last time up, and he was part of the scoring in the sixth inning. Pitch on the way, hit to shallow center field, and that's going to drop in for a base hit. Jennings now a base hit on the afternoon, goes one for four and is on at first base with one out and Gino Avros is the batter. Gino a single to drive in a run in the fifth inning and then in the sixth reached on a two out throwing error. Two runs scored two on out, that. Yeah, two out, two runs. Just no scoring. RBI. But it ended up in the runs scoring. He takes a fastball and strike one. A runner at first, Gabe Jennings on a one-out single here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Pitch to Avros up high, look to first, but no throw from the catcher, Leonette. They're giving Gino the line in left field. Now third baseman's about 15 feet off the third baseline. One and one, swing and a miss. You see, it looked like he took a little something off that, and he did just enough. Yeah. That's about a 10-mile-an-hour difference between where he's been throwing his fastball. So one and two with Avros. Pitch on the way. Foul back. He can foul balls off with two strikes with Western hitters. Yep. It's not that you don't see it happen. It's just that it seems like it has happened oh, they, throughout they, the whole it, series. They have. They have been throwing some really good at-bats on us. A ball and two strikes. Fouled again. Gino comes into this game, 357 in limited play. 
But five hits coming in, and now with a base hit here, has a total of six. And two hits last night, and one thus far this afternoon. He's at the plate, a ball and two strikes. A one-two pitch, that is low, and no throw to second bases. Gabe Jennings got a great jump, my goodness. Leonette looked up to get ready to throw. Well, shoot, the kid's in his there. He's already sliding at second base. Well, that puts the runner in scoring position now. Base hit probably uh, ties this ball game. That's a big, big stolen base for Gabe Jennings. That's his first of the year, his first try. That's picking him well. 2-2 two, two to Avros, and ball three is just low. Three and two. Looking at the on-deck circle, and Tatsunori Nagishi is out in the on-deck circle. So we might see him. Yeah, he's. Uh, that'll be a lefty-righty matchup. Nagishi, a left-handed hitter. Three and two with Gino Avros. Right fielder stands in and a 3-2 pitch. Bouncing ball up the middle and nice play at short. They have no play anywhere else and it's an infield hit for Avros. And right now give Drew Record a, a he prop. Saved a run. He saved a run as he, knocked, he got, didn't knock it down. He got to that ball, slid to get to it. A really nice play by the shortstop, but a hit for Avros. And runners at first and third. And so Tatsunori Nagishi was in the on-deck circle. Looks like Luke Benson is going to bat. That's who it is. So Luke, Luke he'll uh, stay in and play center field. That's right. Aston Snyder 0 for 2 with a walk here this afternoon. Yeah, do you squeeze here? That's what I'm wondering about. He shows bunt, takes low, ball one. First and third, one out in the eighth, a one-run game. Luke, a pretty good bunter. I'm not going to be surprised to see the squeeze. Showed bunt on that first pitch, but let it go by because it was low. One ball and no strikes. Swinging this time and looks at a fastball to knees. Strike one is the call. Might do a safety squeeze. I haven't seen that I can recall very many suicide squeezes. At least uh, at this level of throw to first. Oh, nice <laughs> play. That saved a run. A really good play by... Vodasic at first on a pickoff throw that was high. He went to his left and got the glove way up and elevated it a little bit to make that catch. Otherwise, we're tied. A ball and a strike with Luke Vincent. Pitch hitting here. He shows bunt and the pitch hit him. Curveball came down and in and Luke is hit by a pitch. And it loads the bases for J.T. Mabry. Now, well, how are they going to play this? Looks like the uh, the corner infielder is going to play in. That's going to get a mound visit. I think they want to talk about the defense. Yeah, I think my, as much as anything because they do have a right-hander 
in their bullpen, but he has just started throwing. He is not back even on at full back on the on the rubber in the mound yet. So you talk about defense in this situation, you really you know, with the bases loaded, Mabry, you've got a, a hitter with much better than average speed, a hitter that can get, usually hits the ball pretty hard. And I'm thinking maybe you have your third baseman and first baseman in and come yeah. home, but anything short and second, but who knows? A second right-hander up and throwing in, uh, in the hilltop bullpen. I mean, that's, that's really about the only thing. I guess they would be talking about because you're obviously you're ahead. You're not going to pull the infield in. Yeah, you've got your closer, so you got the guy you want on the mound. They're going to play it. Uh, play the middle. Yeah. Now they got. They're the actually deep. They're not at double play depth. So Mabry is the batter. Bases loaded. JT a swing and a foul. Boy, he Boy, was he, on that pitch sure just a tick under it. Just fouled that straight back. Yes, he was definitely on that pitch. So after a strikeout of the first batter, single, single, and hit by pitch, and the Blue Raiders have the bases loaded. Yeah, the uh, the middle infielders are back. Corner infielders even with the bags. Mabry hits it down the line in right field, a foul ball, and it'll drop and then take one hop over the fence. You know, you so. don't mind seeing that long foul ball. Because that would, uh, with just one out, that's going to score the run. So the right fielder, Ferris, shading towards the line and right. Two strikes to JT. Whoa, wild pitch. Here comes a runner trying to score and safe. This game is tied. Wow. And both runners move up on that play. Wow, a wild pitch. That is the second run the Blue Raiders have scored <laughs> on a wild pitch. Well, that's okay because Western got a couple of them yesterday. That's right. And so now they are playing their infield in. So one and two with J.T. Mabry. Second and third and one out. Time is called. And it took too long to get the pitch in, so That's now ball. it's ball two, strike two. Oh, gosh. Infield in, second and third, one out, Blue Raiders batting. Here's a pitch to J.T. Mabry. Ground ball, base hit in the left field. One run scores. They're going to send Vincent home. You're not going to get him throw to second base. And Mabry is out there for the second out of the inning, but JT has just put the Blue Raiders in front by a score of eight to six. For JT, he now has 12 runs batted in. Avro scores, Vincent scores. JT out, it's going to go seven, two, four on the out at second base. So the bases are empty for Brett Coker. The Blue Raiders have an eight to six lead here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Which is a condition we never had yesterday. We never had a lead. Nope, got close a couple of times, but. <coughs> Brett Coker takes a pitch high. 
One ball and no strikes. Hits this one foul and out of play, one and one. Well, that takes Holly Aikens off the hook. It does. <laughs> it sure does. Uh, Three-run bottom of the eighth inning for the Blue Raiders. A big base hit by J.T. Mabry to drive home two. Coker, a swing and a miss. He had a big cut at a fastball. Brett has a base hit in actually two base hits. Base hit and a run, two base hits. Got a hit and a run scored in the seventh inning. Two for four afternoon. And a swing and a miss. And that's strike three. Well, Wines started the inning with a strikeout, ends the inning with a strikeout, but in between, the Blue Raiders come up with three runs on three base hits. There are no errors. Nobody is left on base. And this game will move to the ninth inning. The Blue Raiders lead by an 8-6 to six score. And this is the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. The Blue Raiders on News Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, Smyrna. Wow, this has been quite a series. You know, when you think back, the whole concept here this weekend—it's been, yeah, just uh, you know, the the win Friday night, the tough loss yesterday, trailing today, coming back, and now taking the lead into the top of the ninth inning. James Sells on for his third inning. You know, he's kind of turned out to be the long man. He, he has had several, several long appearances. First pitch to Tristan Garcia is a strike. Garcia, a two for four game. He had one in it that went in almost seven innings, six and a third. A bobbled ball and out at first base as D.J. Wright <laughs> wow. had to show the umpire he had the ba ball in his glove, and the umpire did not call him out until he saw that. And D.J. is hobbling a little bit uh, yeah. after that play. And well, I think he uh, kind of tripped over himself or tripped over the bag. I'm not quite sure. Well, kind of walking it off. The ball took a funny hop to him, yeah. and he kept it in front of him, and it Kind of played hot potato for a while and did a nice job of getting to the ball, getting it in his glove, keeping a foot on the base before the base runner got there. It says it's, it's uh, okay. Looks like three unassisted, but it's a lot more than that. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. one out. Here's Kirk Liebert. Yeah, they, that could just as easily have turned into an E3. First pitch, a ball to Liebert. The next one, a strike. 
and it's one and one. Blue Raiders ahead, eight to six, and we are in the top of the ninth inning. Western batting with one out. Outfield straight away for Liebert. He hits one on the ground. Big hop for Mabry. And we've got two outs in the top of the ninth inning. Pair of ground outs. And with two down, it'll bring up the first baseman, Lucas Ferris. So a grounder to first, a ground ball to second. Two down in the top of the ninth. Ferris a swing and a miss, and that's strike one. James Sells, the fourth Blue Raider pitcher, and as John said, in for his third inning of work. Right-handers, two-strike delivery, ground ball to first, bobbled by Wright, but going to Sells, covering, and this one goes to the Blue Raiders. 3-1 on a 1-2-3 Top of the ninth inning, 3-1 the scoring on that final play. And the Blue Raiders get this one by a final score of eight to six. What a comeback win to get the series from Western by a score or two out of three and eight to six is the final. Well, we had been trailing, we trailed Never did have a lead yesterday. Trailed all the way to the bottom of the eighth tonight or this afternoon, and come back and just kept. Uh, they just kept their heads in it and uh, never got down and battled back. Took advantage. Finally, took advantage of some mistakes, and uh, we've got a win. And we're now two and one in Conference USA. That was impressive. That's a really good win by this Blue Raider baseball team and. We will have an opportunity to tell you all about it. We'll be back next to recap it all on the Blue Raider postgame show. Again, final score, Blue Raiders 8 and Western Kentucky 6. You're listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. Today's game is brought to you in part by proud partners of Blue Raider Athletics, Grannis & Associates, certified public accountants. They provide a full range of tax preparation, accounting, and bookkeeping services for both business and individual needs. That's Grannis & Associates. Give them a call at 615-895-1040 or visit Grannis & Associates online at gcpas.com. For close to a century, doctors and care teams at Ascension St. Thomas Rutherford have been dedicated to delivering compassionate, personalized care to Rutherford County and surrounding communities. We are leading the way with new services and healthcare options, and we continue to make significant investments in Rutherford County. In 2023, we're opening Tennessee's first neighborhood hospital at Westlawn, and expansions at our Rutherford Hospital campus are underway. Find all the care you need at ascension.org slash St. Thomas Rutherford. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. 
Did you realize that over 85% of Americans own a cell phone, but only 40% own an individual life insurance policy? That leaves way too many families who'll be unprotected if they suddenly lose a parent. That's why we'd also like to point out that 100% of State Farm agents offer life insurance. So if you're at the place where procrastination just meant motivation, use that cell phone of yours and call me, State Farm Agent Deb Insel at 931-684-5274. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Hey, Blue Raider fans, this is Brad Hopkins with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Winning in real estate is a lot like football. Good coaching and recruiting a great team are the keys. I put together a team of lenders, inspectors, and home professionals to help you succeed. Let me coach you through this process and make sure you come out a winner. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, I am here to help you win. Visit bradhopkinshomes.com or call 615-556-9239 to find out more. This has been Blue Raider Baseball on the Blue Raider Sports Network. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. Let's go back to the stadium. Well, Bob Jamison with John Callow back at the ballpark and uh, a game that for a long time looked like it was going to go the wrong way for Middle Tennessee goes <laughs> the right way in the end. You mean and like I, uh, for seven and a third innings? Well, something like that, yeah. But uh, Middle gets a, a nice win, a big win, and I know it's going to be a very encouraging win for this baseball team to come back on Western like they did and get it by a final of 8-6. to six. Western got the game's first run. It came in the third inning. Had a leadoff double from Ty Crittenberger, and he scored on a two-out hit from Tristan Garcia. Western then added two more in the fourth. With one out, they had a base hit, had a batter reach on an error, a hit-by-pitch, and then there was a walk and an error, and as the error was charged to the pitcher then, that was Jake Cothran working in the fourth inning. He had the ball pop out of his glove on a play at first, and two runs scored to make it 3 to nothing Western. Blue Raiders got their first run of the game in the fifth inning. Galloway had led off with a double, and Gino Avros singled him in. So after five, Western had a 3-1 to one lead. Each team got two in the sixth. Western a hit by pitch, a single, a sacrifice, and then a two-run single from Records. And they moved out in front by a 5-1 to one score, but the Blue Raiders immediately answered that with two in the bottom of the sixth inning. In that inning, Briggs-Rutter was hit by a pitch. He was forced at second base, but Jackson Galloway got a single. Gabe Jennings reached on a force play, and then on a throwing error from third, two runs scored with Jennings scoring all the way from first on that play. And that uh, got the two back. And so at the end of six innings of play, Western had a 5-3 to three lead. They had a leadoff homer in the sixth to go ahead 6-3. to three. And then the Raiders answered with 
two of their own in the bottom of the seventh inning. In that inning, wild pitches played well for the Raiders, and in fact, they scored a run as a result of a wild pitch. Had a runner move into scoring position. Mabry had singled. Brett Coker got a base hit. Jeremiah Boyd got a single to drive in a run, and then a wild pitch scored the other run of that inning. So six to five to the bottom of the eighth. And in the bottom of the eighth inning, the Blue Raiders took the lead for good with one out. Gabe Jennings got a base hit, stole second. Gino Averos an infield hit to put runners at first and third. Luke Vinson, pinch hitting, was hit by a pitch. There was a wild pitch to get two runners home during this tie. Well, actually, during J.T. Mabry's at bat, that made it a tie ball game. And then J.T. singled into left to drive in two and give the Blue Raiders an 8-6 to six lead. And then James Sells did a very nice job of removing any kind of tension in that top of the ninth as he had a 1-2-3 top of the ninth inning. And uh, thanks to Chip Walters, he's figured out what the uh, remote mic needed to do to be able to uh, have Austin Pert talk with Coach Jerry Myers. And so... Before we take our next break, uh, they're getting ready down on the field, and as soon as uh, they get into position, we'll go down and hear what Coach Myers has to say because you know he's got to be excited about this one. So we're they're, they're talking right now and getting set to go, and we're ready. All right, I'm here with MTSU baseball coach Jerry Myers after today's wild 8-6 to win over Western Kentucky. Friday night you talked about it was a character win. It was a character win for your ball club. Uh, do you echo that today? Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think uh, just told the guys as well that uh, even if we didn't uh, find a way to win today's game, uh, I was really proud of the fact uh, that we continued to battle, continued to scrap, continued to uh, put pressure on, and uh, we uh, we handled some things really well there late in the game and put some pressure on. And, uh, um, uh, Good job all the way around. Now, um, wasn't clean baseball, but it might have been one of the colder games that uh, uh, most of these guys have played, uh, especially at the beginning. But uh, once we got into the game, um, you know, there was uh, a lot that uh, keeping it within striking distance and and and, and trying to utilize the bullpen uh, as smart as we could and. Um, Getting the ball in Sell's hands with, uh, you know, six to nine outs was the plan. And uh, at that point in time, it was a little bigger lead, uh, a little bigger deficit than what we had, had hoped, but we were able to overcome it and uh, super proud of the guys. How big is it for Sell's to come in, even with, uh, even with your team trailing, come out, get a few big zeros, and then set your offense up? Well, I think uh, I think everybody feels like we have a chance to win when he's out there. Now it's not always going to happen, and he hasn't always been good, but they know he's going to compete like crazy, and he's going to give it everything he had. He gave up the solo shot right there and was uh, uh, a bit fired up after that and, and uh, upset at himself and, and uh, bared down and, and, and gave us some really good outs when we needed right after that so uh, it was big and I think uh, our guys feed off uh, his competitiveness and uh, you know we felt like we were going to have a, have a chance if we can get something going and we did. It's been a back and forth series in terms of even in our win uh, trailed a little bit late uh, yesterday we lose but we out hit them 
today it was just about the quality of at bats what how big were those long at bats and eventually we got the lead late yeah they were very big and you know they had a really good arm out there who uh, is uh coming off throwing a no hitter last week and uh he was going to pound the zone and basically could do four or five different things with his pitches i, I think he cuts it and runs it and changes speeds and uh can really pitch and uh you know we're, we weren't getting his pitch down we wanted it and, uh, uh, by the fourth or fifth uh you know close and then when they finally went to the to the bullpen and we were able to, to scratch there, still keeping the game close, uh, that was uh, that turned it turned the tables in our favor a little bit. Even though we were still behind, uh, because he was really really good early early in the game. But the at bats were big. Luke Luke Vincent coming in with a threat to uh, safety. He's right there and, and, and disturb disturb the pitcher and get him a little bit out of whack and, and get a hit by pitch was a huge at-bat right there. And, uh, you know, those kind of things, uh, when you put pressure on someone to, to, to make a play or make a pitch, uh, uh, was, a, was a difference maker for us. Sounds great. Thank you very much. This is head coach Jerry Myers. MTSU concludes a 16-game homestand with this win. They're back in action on Tuesday night at Tennessee Tech. Well, thanks to Austin and thanks to Coach Myers, and uh, that that was a good game for them to have to talk about. And it was, you know, Coach Myers talked about James Sells giving up that home run. You know, he got eight in a row once he gave up the home run. Yeah, he. So he, that's that's really significant. He 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 was a determined and and very efficient pitcher. So it was eight six Blue Raiders a win, and we'll be back with final numbers and final comments on today's game. After we take this break, you're listening to MTSU Baseball on the Blue Raider Network from Learfield. At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. Prescription opioids can be addictive and dangerous. I was given a prescription opioid pain medication, and within only a few months, I was completely addicted. I lost everything. I had to leave school and stop playing sports in college, and I started to watch my life slip away. I want people to know that these drugs are addictive. One prescription can be all it takes to lose everything. Prescription opioids. It only takes a little to lose a lot. Visit cdc.gov slash rxawareness. Middle Tennessee Electric proudly supports the MTSU Blue Raiders. And we're proud to power the school board lights at Reese Smith Jr. Field. When it comes to the electric service in the community, you can always trust MTE to do what's best for our members. We serve by providing affordable, reliable, safe electricity and outstanding member service. Here at MTE, we serve to make life better for our members and their communities. Visit www.mtemc.com to learn more. And that scoreboard, light it up, Blue Raiders. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities.
Our employees at Purity Dairy are proud to be true blue supporters of Middle Tennessee athletics and their student athletes. At Purity Dairy, we aim to be the most trusted source of wholesome, delicious dairy products for every occasion. We never forget how fortunate we are to be invited into your home, and we earn our place by holding ourselves to the highest standards. With over 100 products available in Tennessee, Alabama, and Kentucky, visit your local retailer for Purity Milk, ice cream, and more. The Murfreesboro Post is Rutherford County's sports leader. No one covers high school sports like the Post. Now you can receive the Murfreesboro Post delivered by mail each week to your home for only $20 a year. Sign up at MurfreesboroPost.com and click subscribe and we will get your delivery of the Murfreesboro Post started. That's MurfreesboroPost.com for delivery of the Murfreesboro Post. The Blue Raiders play here. News Radio WGNS. 8-6 Blue Raiders over Western. And, John, lots of good final numbers on this one. All right. Uh, I'd say that uh, you got to look at the line score. 8-11-3 for the Raiders. 6-8-1 for Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky leaves nine. The Raiders leave six on. Uh, looking at the, uh, the hitting numbers, uh, Ricardo Leonette, uh, the catcher for uh, the Hilltoppers, goes three for four, scores a run with an RBI. Pretty good afternoon. Ty Crittenberger scores twice, two for four. Over on the Blue Raiders side, look at JT Mabry there. Two for four, a couple of RBI, a couple of big RBI, if I recall. Uh, like the winning runs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremiah Boyd, well, nice afternoon for him. He'd been kind of uh, struggling for a while. Goes two for four with an RBI. And then Gino Aros, how about uh, he's uh, in the lineup because of a big day at the plate yesterday. Well, uh, how about two for four with an RBI today? Uh, that's going to get you a long, ter- a long way towards a regular playing time. Uh, and the pitching side. Western Kentucky, uh, Devin uh, Turbock comes off that no-hitter a week ago, goes six innings, gives up uh, a run on, uh, well, one earned run, but three runs on five hits, walk four strikeouts. Uh, That six innings, uh, the thing is, he uh, looked like he was still pitching fairly well, but his pitch count had run up to about 88. It was probably time to get him out. Mason Burns. Uh, showed that he's still a little bit weak from that flu, I would say. Goes one inning, that was the seventh inning, gave up uh, two runs, one of them earned on three hits, no walks in his strikeout, but a big wild pitch that allowed the runners to score a run. And then their closer comes on, uh, I think they were looking for a two-inning save. Instead, uh, he takes the loss by giving up three runs, all earned on three hits, uh, in the uh, uh, bottom of the eighth inning. Ali Aiken starts for the Raiders, goes three innings, gives up a run on three hits, two walks, two strikeouts. Thought he pitched pretty well, though. Yes, he did, yeah. And uh, those two walks were on both on pitches, the, uh, the ball four in both cases, pitches that were very close to being strikes. Jake Cothran comes on, uh, goes uh, two innings, Gives up two runs, both unearned, uh, and unearned because of a uh, an error 
that he committed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, uh, but it, the two hits, but he had a, just one walk, a couple of strikeouts. The Raiders only walked three today, which was a really good uh, good number given what uh, what we, we'd given up a lot of walks. Yes, that, that was a nice game. improvement today. Yes, uh, Patrick Johnson came on through one inning. He gave up uh, two runs, both earned on two hits, but he had a strikeout. Raiders combined for eight strikeouts today, uh, and then James Seltz, the long man. Uh, comes on, throws the final three innings. He gave up that one home run. The only uh, hit he gave up, struck out three, went three innings, gets the win. That uh, makes him one and two on the season. I think that takes care of the numbers. We played this one in two hours and 40 minutes, and I think it was 35 degrees by the time we finished. 34, I just checked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a cold day at the ballpark, but yeah. a warm day as far as the clubhouse uh, on the uh, Blue Raider side is concerned with the 8-6 to six victory. So Conference USA play gets underway. You win the series, you feel good, and, and the Blue Raiders do. They won the series, taking Friday night's game and today's game, coming from behind, for the 8-6 to six victory. What's ahead? Well, the Blue Raiders will be in Cookville for a game against the Golden Eagles Tuesday night, 6 o'clock start, and Chip Walters will be doing the broadcast for that. Airtime on the network will be at 545. And then the old pro Dick Palmer back from uh, a very successful Broadcast time with the Lady Raiders basketball team will take over for the remainder of the season, and he'll be back in the saddle on Friday. Those games coming from Florida Atlantic as the Blue Raiders go on the road for an, a Conference USA series against a very good Florida Atlantic baseball team. But today, on a cold and as it turned out to be now a sunny day, the Blue Raiders beat. Western Kentucky by a score of 8-6. to six. And, John, uh, my pinch hit days are over for another six seasons, and this has been number six. I appreciate all the well, the, the friendship and, and help that you've given on the broadcast. Well, and you're I, quite welcome. It's been fun having you, and I'll be looking for you down in the stands. You know where my seats are? And I you know, if, I mean, Either that or somebody will be in them. Mm -hmm. who, who knows? Usually uh, I'll they, know if, they're, if it's not you, they're – Sitting in their seats without permission. That, well, I've got a friend <laughs> who I, we give tickets to, so that okay. may not be the case. But okay. anyway, it's been a, a blast again to, to be able to have the, the privilege and the, and the gift of broadcasting some Blue Raider baseball. Final score again this afternoon. It's Middle Tennessee 8 and Western Kentucky 6. For John Callow, this is Bob Jamison. Thanks for joining us today. And know you'll be tuning in with Chip Walters for more Blue Raiders baseball coming up Tuesday from Cookville. And until then, though, we'll say so long from the ballpark. And This has been Blue Raider Baseball. Today's game was presented by Ascension St. Thomas, official hospital partner of MTSU. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation of the Blue Raider Network.